Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm really excited to talk to a guest that came highly recommended by our recent guest, Dr. Chuck Webster, who you may remember is an expert on EHR workflow. We're going to get right to it today. Today, we're joined by Imran Qureshi, CTO of Occupara. Imran, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. Could you take a few seconds and inform our audience about you and your background? Sure. So I'm the CTO at Acupera. I went to school at Stanford, uh, got a computer science degree there, came out, uh, joined Microsoft, kind of uh, in the early stages of building the PowerPoint product that everyone loves and hates. Um, after that, I moved on to Hotmail that Microsoft had recently purchased, uh, worked on the calendar product, worked on redoing Hotmail in the early 2000s. And then I um, joined a, a company called Care Anywhere based in Raleigh where we're, we're trying to build an EHR for home health industry. So we were uh, quite successful in that over five and a half years. We became the largest web-based EHR in the home health industry. We sold that off to Brighttree, a larger company. And then about two years ago, I came over, joined up Acupera, and have been working here at Acupera trying to build up this product. Could you also provide our audience with a 10,000-foot overview of Acupera? Sure. So Acupera is the workflow platform for population health. What this, that really means is that we help uh, large medical centers uh, like uh, Montefiore and Ascension uh, understand their patients, understand which of their patients are at risk, figure out what to do about those patients so that they are uh, better cared for, and then assign those tasks over to the different people in that medical center that actually do the work so that the patients get better and um, have better outcomes, and it's also better for the medical center because these people are not showing up at the hospital and having to be cared for. Perfect. What makes Acupera different from other products out there? So a lot of the products out there have not really understood that uh, you know, the, the problem isn't so much identifying the patients. The problem is actually to get the results. The problem is really to get something done about these patients. So that's where a lot of the other products kind of fall apart. They would uh, you know, tell you some of these patients are at high risk, but then leaving the medical centers to figure out what to do about it. So our system really goes that extra mile and, and not only figures out which patients uh, are at risk, but then figures out using uh, clinical intelligence what needs to be done about these patients so that you can actually uh, improve their care. And then also goes ahead and, uh, and tells each person in the medical center what uh, specific thing needs to be done. So once they do those things, the patient's care gets better, and you're not really sitting there looking at reports, you know, month after month. I'll throw you a curveball early on. I call it the great bait and switch. I remember as people were buying EHR systems eight, ten years ago, they were told that the EHR systems would provide all this data and help them with the workflow. Um, why, why is it that products like yours have had to come along and, and provide this, the workflow functionality? Sure. So it's, it's because of the primary purpose of the software. So, for example, you know, if you look at Microsoft Word and Microsoft Excel, they do different things. So if you're trying to use Microsoft Word to calculate spreadsheets, you're really going to have a hard time. And also, if you're using Microsoft Excel to, to write a letter, you're going to have a very hard time because fundamentally those are two different things. Similarly, what we're talking about here is, is the same where EHR is really for kind of documentation. So you come in, the doctor documents in the EHR, you go away the next time you come in, the doctor documents again. It's what we call encounter-based system. But if now, if you're thinking about really caring for the patient, you actually don't care what happened to them just now. You care about what's happening to them over the past two years. So what you really need is a system that's looking at patients in, in sort of a longitudinal view, a holistic view, 
and really worrying about what are the trends happening with the patient, not so much the documentation. So by letting the EHR handle the documentation piece, we're able to design software that's really focused around looking at trends, looking at what's happening to the patient, and figuring out what needs to be done about them. Perfect. So you guys integrate with all different kinds of EHRs? Yeah, so that's generally the idea. So we work alongside an EHR. We call ourselves an EHR extender. Um, so we would uh, the doctors continue using the same EHR they, they, they love and hate, and uh, they don't have to do anything different. Our system automatically connects to the EHRs, gets all this data that's sitting around in different silos today and different EHRs, different uh, claim systems, and it pulls it together, creates a longitudinal view, and then uses clinical intelligence to figure out what are the trends with this patient, what's about to happen, predict what's about to happen, and what can be done to prevent that from happening. Why is workflow software like yours not common in healthcare? So that's a great question. So traditionally, and you touched on this with the EHR question too, so today the, the medical centers have really two choices with workflow. And if you talk to them, they love workflow. They're always talking about workflow. But having software help them with the workflow, there's two choices they have. So one is that they either have to pay the, the company a lot of money, wait a lot of months, and have them customize their software to match the workflow an organization has. Uh, and even if they do that, when the government changes the rules, which happens every year, then they have to pay the, the, the software company again to do it and wait again. And pretty soon the medical centers give up on that because that just doesn't really work. The other option they have is really to forget about their existing workflow and really adopt the workflow that comes with the software product. The problem with that is that over many, many years, the different medical centers have adapted to serve the population they have. So, for example, someone who is dealing with in a poor population in New York is going to do things differently than someone who's dealing with well-off population in California. So they end up uh, having to lose all that and then things start falling through the cracks and uh, they're not really very efficient at their managing the population, so get, they give up on that too. So those are the primary reasons why workflow um, software has really failed in healthcare. When we came along, we basically realized that this was a problem we needed to approach in a different way. So what we did was we separate out the definition of the workflow from the application itself. So that allows us to load in different workflow definitions for different medical centers without actually having to change the, the, the product itself. One of the things our audience is always interested in is learning about some of the challenges you've had in getting your software deployed at real customers. Sure. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I think you know, healthcare, as, as many people know, is a very conservative industry. Um, in general, it's very resistant to change, and it, it, it sort of thinks of itself as something that really cannot be done by computers. So the, the challenges we've had is really, number one, convincing doctors and nurses that this system really helps them. And the way it helps them is really gets rid of all this other stuff they have to do and really lets them focus on that human connection they have with the, with the patient. So it allows them to really focus on what's happening with the patient, not worry about you know, spending all their time trying to figure out what medications the patient's taking, what issues the patient has. Our system takes care of all of that stuff for them. Um, the other uh, challenges that have been uh, in there is that health, you know, uh, health is a very complex thing. If you, if you look at a person's health, there's so many factors in play, you know, uh, their weight, whether they live alone, what kind of diseases they have, what kind of diet they have, whether they exercise, what uh, in the part of the world they live in. There's so many factors that to, to really be clinically intelligent, the software has to be very complex, so it's able to come up with recommendations that are make sense to the doctors and not recommending something that is so simple that most of the time the doctors don't agree with it. So those are uh, some of the challenges. And then kind of getting the data out of these silos. 
So right now, the, there there is a lot of data being collected in healthcare. The most organizations are using EHRs, and they've been using it for many years. They're also billing insurance companies about what they're doing. The pharmacies are keeping records of what patients are picking up. The problem is that this data is staying in silos, and you, the challenge is really to break those silos and bring the data all into one place and make sense of it. Do you have a standard profile of customer or a target market, or is it all size providers? No, so I, we we believe more and more of the market is shifting to the large medical centers because they're they're getting responsible for the total cost of the patient. So our customers are typically you know, very large medical centers uh, that employ both hospitals, uh, outpatient clinics, primary care doctors, um, in many cases pharmacies. Um, so they're really trying to provide a, a total care to the patient. Okay, Intrepid Healthcare will return with our guest Imran Qureshi right after the quick break. We'll be right back. At Javion, we know that healthcare providers do remarkable things every day. And we understand the pressures and challenges providers face in today's healthcare system. That's why we are helping providers by predicting and preventing financial and clinical waste. Through a suite of big data software solutions that combine clinical intelligence with deep machine learning technologies, we can stop the waste of resources and lives by stopping losses before they ever happen. And by doing this, we help providers focus on what they do best, delivering care. Javion, we help providers stay remarkable. Visit javion.com. Okay, we're back with Imran Qureshi, CTO of Occupera. Imran, before the break, uh, you told me about some of the challenges that you've experienced out there. Why have some of these problems not been solved before? Sure, so that's a very good question. Uh, Traditionally, if you look at people trying to solve the problem, they've come from either the clinical side or the technology side. So the problem with that is the clinical side, uh, people have the knowledge, but it, they don't have the expertise on how do you actually translate that into um, a software, which by definition is fairly dumb, and be able to do the things. So traditionally, that's, that's failed. The other side is really people from technology background coming in and saying, I, you know, I can, I can build something that sends all this data to the doctor about how I'm walking. And what they really miss is, you know, doctors don't really care about that information. And, and for uh, legal reasons, they actually don't even want to receive it. So that's uh, because the technology people don't have the expertise in the clinical area, they do not know what works and what doesn't work in the clinical side. So what's special about our company is really we're a mix of clinical and technology. So our CEO is a, a, is a cardiologist. I'm from a background of software development. Our company also employs many doctors full-time uh, working on the, the clinical side, and we have a big technology team working on the technology side. So being able to combine both clinical and technology together has allowed us to build a solution that's clinically intelligent, works in clinical settings, it's adopted by doctors, but it's also something that uh, in a works actually is able to handle large volumes of data, is able to, uh, to um, you know, provide intelligence in a way that the doctors actually understand. So why is healthcare data so hard to work with? So I think this is, uh, this is a big um, fallacy in healthcare. Most people think that getting the data in one place is really the solution. But that's actually just the beginning of the solution. So one of the things I like to say is, you know, in, in healthcare, you don't have any data warehouses. You have data landfills. So it's basically data from multiple different places has just been uh, thrown in 
But that data, there's really no way to understand that data because each each system is coding it differently. Different doctors are uh, you know recording things differently. So until you're able to have the, an intelligent layer on top, you're really not able to bring the healthcare data into sort of the clinical realm where the doctors would uh, understand it. So let me take an example of mammograms. You know, mammograms can actually be coded many, many different ways, and different doctors in the same medical center will code them differently. And so if you have data together and you can't actually say all of these different ways of coding our, our mammogram, then what you end up with is really a landfill where you have data from different doctors coded differently and you really can't make any heads or tails out of it. So our system really is designed to kind of understand the data, not just bring it together. So we're able to bring it to the clinical concept level where now the, the reporting, analytics, workflow, intelligence is all talking about clinical concepts and not underlying data. I have to admit the the term clinical intelligence is something I, I've probably first heard in the fourth quarter of last year, but it's gaining speed. We've had several guests talk about it, but do I understand it right that you guys are inventing a new language for clinical intelligence? Yeah, so that uh, you know, as we were bringing the clinical and technology teams together, we realized that we needed a language that could be spoken. Um, and today the situation is the clinical people uh, speak a clinical language and then they have to explain it to the technical team and the technical team then has to go implement something based on their understanding and you know it's, it's sort of like someone who understands English is talking to someone who understands German and telling them to build a plane and expecting that the plane will actually be built as they expected. So that clearly isn't really going to work out. So what we invented was a language that uh, can be used to, to describe clinical intelligence and it can actually be used by clinicians like doctors and nurses and then our system can actually read that and execute it. So that allows us now to have the, the clinicians and the doctors create new intelligence and just load the file into the system without actually even having to talk to developers. And it also allows us to have, I think one, one of the, the fallacies about clinical intelligence is that it actually varies between medical centers. And as I talked about, the way um, some medical center in New York will do things is fairly different than the way uh, a medical center in California would do things. So by allowing it to have a language, we can actually have different files uh, in the same language describing different clinical intelligence, and the system is able to execute the, the proper clinical intelligence for the medical center it's looking at. Our listeners are always interested in the implementation process. How does the implementation go? Or are you exposing users to a workflow tool where they're designing their workflows inside your system? How, do, how does that work? Sure. So I think, again, there what we saw before was that there was a, there's a problem. So you, you, today you have two choices. You either have to take the workflow that's coming or you basically have to start from scratch. So both of those are, are really not very good options because, you know, you, you, you want to maintain your workflow, but it's, it's, a, it's a lot of work to design that workflow from scratch in a new system. Right. So what, we, what we're doing is really bringing the be best of both worlds together. So we worked with uh, some of the experts in, uh, in uh, managing many of the diseases like diabetes, hypertension. So we've already have these sort of uh, pathways, we call them clinical pathways, created that we bring to a medical institution and then work with them on customizing those. So that's sort of they come in, there's a template they can work with, and they only need to change what they want to change. They don't have to start from scratch, and, but they also uh, get the ability to really customize it to what they want. Are there other systems that you work better with, or is it pretty much any EHR will work well with Occupara? It's any EHR, and not just EHR, but there's information in uh, billing claims, 
claims that you're sending to insurance company. There's information in what the pharmacies are recording around patients picking up medications. There's also uh, information in these patient monitoring devices that patients have in their home, so a weight scale, blood pressure monitor. And then we're also seeing sort of the wearable market kind of starting to expand. So our idea is really that we're, we're data agnostic. Our goal is really not to collect data, but to bring it together from wherever it's collected and then be able to apply uh, clinical intelligence on top to figure out how do you actually use that data to figure out what to do with the patient. You know, we talk a lot on our show about the possibilities of big data in healthcare, but I noticed uh, you had a recent article in Wired Magazine where you warned that big data could leave executives frustrated. What have you observed are the challenges with big data that we may or may not have discussed? Sure. You know, that's absolutely right, and we hear that from executives at uh, medical centers across the country, is they're sitting in these meetings you know, once a year or twice a year looking at the same reports again and again, talking about uh, deficiency, deficiencies in their, in their system, and yet nothing ever improves. And the problem really is that it, it's not so much uh, knowing your deficiencies, which is a good first step, but it's actually being able to do something about them. At the end of the day, what you want are results, not knowing that, that uh, you have deficiencies. So what they really need is something to kind of translate that into their, their workforce to be able to tell someone while they're in front of the patient what to do about them. So if you get that, that one patient, one doctor, or one patient, one nurse encounter, if you do a good job in that, all of the, the reports, all of that stuff automatically improves. And that's how you really get improvement in, in, the, in the healthcare system. So that's my point in that article was really that while big data is good, it's really getting down to those actions. Once you're able to figure out what actions need to be taken, that's when you see the results out of big data. And looking at reports again and again really doesn't give you the benefit. It's the insights. I mean, no one, no one cares about data, frankly. People just care about insights. So our last question for today, is Occupera attending HIMSS? And if so, what, do you, what are some of your goals at HIMSS 15? Sure. So we had a presence at HIMSS 14. Uh, we're, pro- we're looking at expanding our presence at HIMSS 15. Uh, our plans are not completely finalized yet, um, so you know we'll be looking at probably some mix of being able to show um, what we've accomplished with our customers, and then being able to also talk about some of the challenges because you know since we're in production with uh, with a number of customers, we have also had a lot of learnings in this space about what care management really means when you're actually doing it, um, and so we hope to bring some of those insights in and be able to share with the Hims community. Great. Before I let you go, where can people contact you and learn more about Acupera? Sure. So you can come to our website. It's acupera.com, A-C-U-P-E-R-A.com. And uh, that's a great place for you to learn. And uh, you can look me up on LinkedIn also. I'm Imran Qureshi. And uh, you can feel free to connect to me. I'm happy to answer any other questions. Great. That was Imran Qureshi, CTO of Acupera. Imran, it was my great pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks, Thomas. Thanks for talking to us. Absolutely. Okay, that wraps our broadcast. On behalf of our guest, Imran Qureshi, I'm Joe Lavelle, and we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare. What you, what you want, what you, what you want.